Good morning. Good morning, and welcome to our weekly 10 minutes of meaning. Thanking our sponsors for this year, Lenny and Chani Grunstein, in memory of Chani's father, Aaron Ben Yitzchak Tambor, whose neshama should have an aliyah. Thank you for joining us in this uh, unusual fashion. Every week we Facebook Live these uh, 10 minutes, but obviously we don't have the ability to have daven together and to follow up davening together. I can't offer you coffee and donuts this week, but I do offer you my love, my positive energy, my hope, my optimism, and hope that uh, together we not only are getting through this, but together we will be even stronger as a result. We are studying Mesilas Hasharim. We are in the 11th chapter, Midas Hanikias. The Mesilas Hasharim, the Ramchal, tapping into the ancient wisdom of Rav Pinchas ben has been describing a formula for us towards perfection. How to live our best lives. How to be able to put our best foot forward. Our best lives are not only when we're out in public, out and about, interacting with others, going to shul, work, and the like. Sometimes our best lives are when we are in retreat, when we're hunkering and bunkering down. What does our best lives look like when we are faced with frustration and the challenge of not losing our cool, of not getting angry, of not becoming hopeless or helpless? Sometimes that is where we have to tap into that reservoir of energy and strength, tap into our best qualities in order to express our best self yet. So in this chapter of Nikias, we started with Zahirus, how we can be mindful in every thought, speech, and behavior. And then we move to the world of Zerizus, how we can act with alacrity and zeal and enthusiasm. And now we are on the chapter of Nikias, how we can perfect our thinking so that not only do we confront our urges and temptations and find the capacity to overcome them, but we can actually purge from our own lives and lifestyles any temptation to go in the wrong direction. How do we not only make sure to say the right thing, how do we not even? How are we not even tempted to say the wrong thing? How are we not only trying to uh, train ourselves to make the right decisions? How can we eliminate the draw to do the uh, to make the wrong decisions and so on? And the Ramchal has been focusing here first. We're going to move over to promiscuity next, but he's been focusing first on the character trait of Nikias when it comes to gezel, when it comes to stealing, when it comes to not taking things which are not our own. And he's emphasized to us. That if a person is lax, if a person cuts corners, if a person is not uh, honest, if a person misreports their tax returns or, or uh, competes unethically or ruthlessly or markets unfairly, if a person steals the time of another person, you told someone you'd call them, you'd meet them at a certain time, you kept them waiting, you ran late, you told someone you were going to follow through on a certain project, and you dropped the ball, you didn't get it done. These are all forms of stealing from another, says the Ramchal. You've taken, you can take the object of another, though hopefully none of us would, would go into someone's home and take their things, reach into their pocket or pocketbook and steal their money. But if you take someone's trust, if you take somebody's faith in you and faith in humanity, that too is a form of, of stealing, of which we are culpable, of which we are liable. So we last left off last week, and all of these uh, previous year we've given in this area, I know we have new people joining us who have found the time to learn this week, unfortunately, because they're home, but on Torah or RabbiEphraimGoldberg.org, you can find all the previous shirim of Mesilas Hashem leading us to this point. So the Ramchal taught us the prohibition of Ona'a. Ona'a comes from the word Hana'a. You have promised a benefit or a pleasure to the other party that you can't deliver on. You've dressed up your merchandise. You've overpromised and underdelivered in your service. That's a form of stealing. You may think you're a good businessman. You may think you're an impressive businesswoman. You may think you're a good salesperson. But from a halachic perspective, from an ethical perspective, in fact, you've stolen the trust of that person. 
One is not allowed to steal or to abuse the trust of a non-Jew. This has nothing to do with Jew or non-Jew. It's a misnomer and it's a terrible chil Hashem. Those Jews who think they can operate among the non-Jewish world in a different way or to a different standard. And true, the Gemara does entertain what is the halachic uh, conclusion when it comes to keeping something that was um, return from a non-Jew. You got too much change from a non-Jew. However, we do conclude the proper thing is to return it. And here the Gemara goes further. Loramos, to abuse the trust of, to distort or lie to a non-Jew, is even more severe than to take their things. All consistent with this idea that an object, a material possession or good, you can return, you can compensate. But someone's trust, someone's belief in you, someone's faith, which extends to a faith in humanity, if you've stolen or abused it, it cannot be returned. Don't dress up old things. People who sell things online, people who sell things live and in person when they're able to. If you display it in such a fashion, which is inaccurate, which is distorted, you're manipulating someone. You're not allowed to mix grain from one field with grain from another. Even if it's all fresh, do not distort the appearance or the marketing of what it is you're selling. A person who does these things, they're acting fraudulently. So the Ramchal is impressing upon us that the reason to be honest, the reason to be careful with every word we say, the reason to be careful in our business dealings and how we market and how we interact is not only to protect the other party from being injured. It's not just that morally and ethically we want to ensure that people are not taken advantage of or abused, not just because we're preventing ourselves from violating Gezal's stealing, but also our own character, our own integrity. The whole theme of this of this uh, character trait of Nikias is how do we preserve the innocence and purity of our character? How does our character best reflect a sense of godliness? How do we put our best foot forward? The goal and the purpose and the mission of life is not to have the most things. It's not to accumulate the most possessions. It's not to be the salesman of the year the most amount of times. It's not to have the largest bank account. Although those things are lovely and nice and there's nothing wrong with achieving them, they have to be done morally and ethically. The goal and the mission of our lives is to return our soul to our Creator, least blemish, least tainted, least compromised. If we're dishonest, if we distort what we present, if we don't follow through on our word, if we mislead people and we lose their trust, we've put a blemish, we've compromised our character, which ultimately becomes our legacy. Kare Chame Shemos, such a person is designated by five descriptions. Aval, Sanoi, Meshukat, Cherem, and Toeva. Iniquitous, hated, abominable, excommunicated, and despicable. And I want to pause and repeat something we said last week. You know, often that word Toeva is bandied about with certain population, a certain demographic. And true, the Torah does use that word Toeva, abomination, when it describes certain behavior, not even an orientation, but certain behavior which is considered outside of the Torah uh, standard or the Torah ethic. It does use the word abomination, but there are horrible sources, Jewish sources, that even in headlines will describe individuals or demographics with that word abomination, and they selectively only use it and are only reminded of the Torah's use of it in one case. 
But here the Ramchal reminds us that a person who is dishonest in business, who lies and cheats, a person who doesn't follow the health guidelines and therefore threatens the well-being of their neighbor and of their, uh, of their fellow citizens, such a person the Torah also calls a toeva. They are an abomination. So if we're going to employ and invoke the Torah's term abomination, we shouldn't do so selectively. Let's call out all those who are an abomination. Those who lie, cheat, distort, those who compete ruthlessly and unethically, those who abuse the trust of the public, and those who don't follow through on their responsibilities. They're not just called a toeva, an abomination in the singular. Such individuals are called, in fact, Aval Sonim Meshukat Cherem and Tovera. And the Ramchal continues that the Gemara Babakama says, If you steal even a minimum amount, and you steal a penny, something worth only a pruta from another, you have stolen their life. Chazal call money dumim. It's our blood, sweat, and tears. In this period of uncertainty we're living in, when we're all unsure of what will be, and therefore we're concerned of how we'll make an income, how people will support ourselves, our dollar, every penny that we own, it's our dumim, it's our life source. It sustains us. And if somebody else were to steal it, abuse it, if somebody else were to take it, kilu notel nafsho. It's as if you've stolen our very life. And therefore, this prohibition is violated even in a small measure. That's how strict and stringent we are of being honest, of having integrity, of following through on our word, of practicing the kiyas, of living such lives of purity and innocence that we're not even tempted, that we would never, ever violate um, this instruction. The Yomro Ode and the Gemara says, The rain stops. We are visited by hardship, collectively, natural hardship. Because of guzzle, because of dishonesty. The Od Amru and the Medrash of Eker Rabbah, Kupam Le'avonos, Mimekatrik Brosh Kulam, Gazel, Vidoramabal, Nechtam Gzardinam, Ela Allah Gazel. The generation of the flood was wiped out, and the final blow for them was stealing Gezel. And so as we pause here, and we'll pick up with this, please God, next week, 8.15 every Wednesday morning. We long for the time we'll be back together again in person, enjoying a cup of coffee, following the Minyan, between Minyanim as we study together. But until then, join us online as we all try to practice our Nikias, this prescription, this formula for living our best life yet of the Ramchal, based on Rav Pinchas Binyar, is not only true in public as we began, as we are in private, as we're trying to live our best lives, trying to figure and navigate a complicated world that's filled with stress and anxiety. May Hashem enable us, give us the strength, the serenity, the peace to be our best selves, and please God, to be our healthiest and safest selves as well.